Hello, queens and kings. It's your girl, Queen Sassy Shoemate, your chocolate job for truth. And today I have a special guest, my sister, Vanya. She is joining the Golden Conversation for season six. Yes, yes, yes. So today's topic will be never explain who you are, but express who you are. I don't remember where I got it from, but I either was listening to a podcast or a um, a web seminar or something, but they said something like this and it stood out to me. So I was just like, this would be a great topic. So my sister Vanya, if you want to add more to who you are and why you chose this topic mm, I chose from my it, list. It was the easiest one. Um, yeah, so real deep, methodical, like, who am I questions. And this one just, it just seems, it seems. If y'all do not know, I am the youngest out of four. And my sister Vanya is the oldest. And she might be acting a little shy. But she is my sister. She's my friend. She's a mother. She's a teacher. She's a wife. She wears several different hats. And um, yes, I am a person that is, that's the purpose of my podcast. It's, that's why it's called The Golden Conversation, because I want people to spark the conversation within themselves, what they need to do to heal themselves, or to have that conversation with whoever they need to have a conversation for. So, this topic is never explain who you are, but express who you are. So, why do you feel you connected to that? Um, I think that is a question that's really asking, what do you think about yourself? And then in what do you think about yourself, um, you have to decide, uh, does it matter what someone else says? And if it does, if what they say does have value because you appreciate them, um, then that constructive criticism they give, okay. But if it's somebody that, a stranger, you don't know, you don't take stock in what they say, yeah. brush it off your shoulder. But, you know, what do you think about yourself? What thoughts are elevating you? What are you watching? What are you doing um, to make you you? I agree. And I was like, a lot of times people be like, you really go around saying, like, you really don't give a fuck about nobody. I I don't. Oh, we can cuss. Yeah, because okay. it's okay. my show. I okay. can. This okay. is a spiritual growth, healing. Okay. I, I, be, I didn't know if it was PG. Be your true self on the show. Meet people and I am at a point where I say I don't give a fuck. I, I I mean it in a way where I focus on myself because people forget that it's important to know who you are as an individual so when other people may say things that doesn't reflect who you are you don't take it personal and i feel like today in these last couple of years we live in a social media type of world yeah and so a lot of times people are comparing themselves to what they see on social media or what there are in their household their own family uh norms of what their parents or you know who their guardians want them to be that sometimes they forget who they want to be or who they are and i like i feel like this this generation really do focus on like 
oh, I got to have this. I got to have that. I got to do this. Or I got to be this. And then when they finally get the stuff, it's like, then what? Exactly. I think that really goes to, um, it just goes to the community that was around you. So, like, I always go back to our parents. Even though they had two separate upbringings, they came together and agreed how they wanted to raise us. Yes. So, the four of us are are the personalities that came from that. And all of us are strong. Um, All of us are vocal. All of us are value. We know our value, whether someone tells that or says it to us or not. Yeah. Um, And I think their value is this generation anyways, is in what they see, not what they think. And for us, it was what we think. And I think it really came from, because we weren't too many generations from Jim Crow. Yeah. I mean, born in the 80s. Yeah. Our parents grew up on the tail end of that. So yeah. now a lot of kids, at least I can think of my daughter, it racism mm-hmm. is real, but it's not necessarily in their face. They're dealing with that, that subtleness of it. So for them, it's like everything looks okay, so everything is okay. Is this a word? I don't know if it's like a word or a term because that makes sense. Like I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know if this is the right term, like passive-aggressive racism. Yes, yes. If that makes sense. Because like me working in the school district, you see that a lot. And I feel like some teachers who are not uh, empathetic or sympathetic or have any cultural backgrounds of different people from different background, uh, different backgrounds, they put kids into categories that stereotype categories that doesn't benefit the child like you already putting them in this box so then they think that all oh, they're like that's who they supposed right and then the, to be the 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 underlying issue even to that for the teachers is they're not even aware they're doing that they're not even aware that subconsciously they are pigeonholing children of color in themselves, they're limiting yeah. who they can be as an individual. So even it goes back to the, like the adolescents. I mean, their brains aren't really fully developed until they like 25, 26, somewhere in there. So, I mean, there's some leeway in it. But for the adults, it's like, come on now. You want to do better? Yeah, you got to do better. There's so many podcasts. If you like books, there's so many different avenues you have to be a better person. Um, there's really no excuse in today's world. Well, then you, but that's also like, like how everybody is not as fortunate to have a upbringing where you had a space where you could find out who you are as a person. So you have a lot of adults who are still living through the eyes of what their parents want them to be, mm-hmm. or they, um, you know, they're still dealing with you know little girl issues little boy issues like what they were as a child that makes it harder for them to express who they are and sometimes you can be in a situation where because where I work and you know me because you're my sister that I am I have always been myself like I have not tried to imitate anybody else but myself so when people see me like if you meet me in person, if you see me on social media, you're getting the same person. But that's also the in, 
intimidating part that people are scared of is that mm-hmm. you bring such integrity and I mean that for any four of us me you Regina Shanina we bring such integrity to the conversation that is scary for people who've never had to look in a mirror at themselves mm-hmm. so for me I, I'll meet you where you at like yeah. you know I'm gonna be friendly we're gonna be cordial but we might not necessarily have a conversation like this mm-hmm. like I'm not um that's where like at work and being political and things like that it's like people can say oh i i really never know you didn't because i didn't want you to know me like we're associates like yeah i, <laughs> I get what you're saying, saying yeah. where you you present yourself in 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 authenticity but for me i'm i know that what I have to say is so controversial. It's something you may have not heard or don't want to hear. I'm not necessarily going to just say say whatever you need to hear. I'm going to say something in love, but not necessarily. Because everybody's not looking for a mirror. Most yeah. people just looking for a, a chit-chat. And I don't really like chit-chat. Yeah, that, that's funny you say that. Because one of my coworkers was like, they, they're like, people are drawn to me at work. But at the same time, they don't know nothing about me. Like right. I don't talk about my if I am if I was in a relationship I don't talk about it. If anything that I personally like to do, like if I'm going out of town, I'd be like, oh, I'm going on a trip, or I go, you know, to a concert. Like I keep it very general because it's just like I have the mindset that it's like work is work. My personal is my personal, and if my personal intertwine with my work, it's only need to be informed to the people that who needs to be. Right, and it's informed. a very select few. It's like you work with a hundred people. A hundred people don't need to like, you know what I mean? It's it's very few. Like I can count on less than one hand the people who know what I'm thinking when they see my face. Yeah. How, I don't know what happened to my thing. I don't think you press record. Why you didn't tell me that? I didn't know, girl. <laughs> so at least I got this going. Lord Jesus. I was like, why is it going dark? And But thank God I have this going. We've been talking for 10 minutes. And now I didn't record on my on my laptop for whatever meetings. But anywho. My sister ain't full of shit. But anywho. Why do you think as a reason why it's more important to express who you are than have to explain who you are? People lie. Yeah. I mean... And some people are real good bullshitters. I'm not one of them, but they are. So you can say something and not mean it. It's a lot of people that don't mean what they say, but it's a lot of people that do what they mean. So it's all about behavior and habits. Um, What do I see you doing and do it add up to what you say? Um, For me, uh, I'm not really a talker talker if I don't know you. So you see me move and you're like, okay, okay. And then you hear me talk and you're like, that add up when I think about it. But I'm not one that's going to be in your face because I want to prove something to you. Like, I don't yeah. have anything to prove to nobody. Yeah, my thing is, like, I had this this, uh, this, this situation at work where I had, I've been talking to, I talked to my therapist about it for, like, a brief second because it was just, like, it was, like, right before we went on winter break, right? People know that I'm a genuine person. Like, I, I, I keep my boundaries. But if you need me or you need my support in any way to help out a student or whatever... I'm going to do it, especially if it's a student that looks like me, because I, I I can relate to them more. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, any any adult can relate to a child if they take the time to meet right. the child where the child is at. But in this situation, it's this particular student who he has different type of behavior problems. And just to keep the the, the, the story short, is that um, one particular the the coworker made it seem like the other coworker couldn't handle the student and that it needed my help. So I stepped in and helped. But then it got to the point where I was the only one doing it at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, okay, I see your plan. You made it seem like it was okay for me to deal with the student with that type of behavior who, you know, cussing and fussing and hitting. But when it came to you or her, you came for for me for support. But when it's the shoe was on the foot and it was me, I didn't see none of y'all really step in unless it was time for my break. So to me now it's to the point where I was thought like, okay, after after that, and I expressed to the person, I was just like, you know, as a team, it's three of us, we can all rotate amongst us three to handle this particular student. And she agreed and said, okay. And I told her, I said, anytime that you have any changes in my schedule, I said, you need to come to me directly because the other coworker was coming to me saying things. And I'm not sure if that was really coming from her. Like it, it was a problem. But basically what I'm saying is she showed her, her true colors because it mm -hmm. was just like, I was there for you when you needed me, right? But then when it was my turn for the need, it was just like, oh, you didn't, your actions didn't show it. But she was just like, you know, I'll help you because, you know, you help. It's selfish. I mean, you you, you have leader capabilities. Uh, you have collaborative capabilities. You're a team player. Like, and that's what it takes really to work in any field. Yeah. And some people is just there for a check. Yeah, well, and they don't realize they just there for a check. They think, oh, I love kids. Oh, I love helping people. No, you don't. You it might not be this age group. It might not be this demographic. Like a lot of, I know a lot of teachers where I work, they're there because it's one of the districts that pays a lot of money in our state. Hmm. And it is that they care about children, but they haven't taken the time to learn the cultures of the students that come that that come to our school or the backgrounds or the families um i know from my school since it's a title one school um our students don't have a lot of resources when they go home yeah right so a lot of times teachers belittle them they belittle their families and it don't mean they stupid yeah it just means they might not can go to the bank and have three thousand dollars in there that's just that's all it means. Yeah. It might mean when this student come home, they coming home by themselves because their parent ain't off work yet. It it don't mean they stupid. Mm -hmm. It just mean their priorities are different. And that's really what upsets me and made me go into the field that I'm in is because how you interact with individuals. Well, just explain what about, field you going into. Uh, well, um, sociology how you interact with your community and social behavioral science individually, um, how as a community and as an individual, how you interact both with each other. Yeah. But teachers, they a, a lot of teachers, at least I can think back to when we were kids, they were in it because they loved education. Yeah. They wanted to give you a skill set and a strategy. A lot of teachers are there to pay their student loans. 
that's that's a that's a whole nother topic within itself. But that because where I work at, I do see that a lot, and they like for instance, it was an incident that happened yesterday where a family came through the school park, right? Mm -hmm. And they were just like roaming the hallways at the school. And so I asked them, I said, hey, do you need help? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you need help finding your child, you know, your class, your, your student's class, I mean, your child's class. And they was like, oh no, we don't have kids here. We were just trying to get to the other side. And I was just like, what do you well, mean get is, to, I was like, I said, what do you way. mean to get to the other side? Like, this is the school, you know, are you picking up someone? Are you picking up a child? They was like, oh, no, we were just trying to get to the other side. I said, well, where did you come from? They was like, oh, we came through the park entrance that's connected to the school. Mm -hmm. I said, um, well, you can't cut through the, the, the school to get to your destination. You have to go back through the, the park gate and go around it's the school. A sidewalk. Yeah. But it was just the fact that a, one of uh, the PE teacher saw them go in and she assumed that it was a parent trying to pick up their kid but however it's still school hours so any parent that comes have to come through the front door the office and sign in exactly so it's just like that type of mindset well they didn't look harm but it's just like it doesn't matter if they looked harmful you know the or policy not. of the school adhere to it exactly so this is it kind of it kind of explains it like never explain who you are express who you are so it's just like she was trying to explain, well, oh, you know, they didn't look harmful. It was just like, yeah, they wasn't harmful. But the fact is, you don't know what they could have been capable of or right. why. You and know good what I thing mean? they didn't they didn't have any ill intent, but you don't know how people look, what their intent is. And that's another thing. People, you 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 can look at anybody. It's just, that's another thing. I wish that they can break stereotypes amongst people. Because a lot of times people look at different people of different nationalities or, or race or whatever and think that they're a certain way. And then when they express who they are, it's like, oh, you're not they're that surprised. way. You're, you're smart. You're educated. You're it's shocked. just like, whoa. You know no. things? <gasps> no. Yeah. It, it, and it happens. It happens a lot in the work field. I have so many examples of people throwing me under the I'm this black ghetto girl who has a temper and they'll purposely try to say something to get a uh, a react their the stereotypical reaction and when they don't get it and it backfire and then they get they're in the wrong it's like oh but that goes to how our how society's system is structured the bigger picture and how it works is there are elites who only want you to think of people of color in certain ways and they perpetuate perpetuate that in all types of media so that when it comes to our everyday life this is how people are looking at us without them taking the time to educate themselves on the different cultures and ethnicities because in america Black and white is all that matter, but there's so many different people in black. There's so many different people in white. It's not, it, it's a color, but it's not who you are. Like it's, um, when I, when I say I'm black, 
I'm not thinking of only my melanin in my skin. I'm thinking of a history. I'm thinking of a people. I'm thinking of an experience. And that's not what people think of when they think anti-black. They think ugly, nasty, um, uneducated, stupid, dirty, like all these other things. And that's where it's like, you gotta take it one by one. Like purposely at my school, I wear braids because I know these white women are not used to seeing a black educated woman with braids. Mm -hmm. I wear lipstick and makeup because I know these little kids aren't used to seeing a beautiful woman that's black. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm very intentional. I wear J's. Jordans, so I these kids can relate to me. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm not really into feelers, but I gotta, I, I put some feelers on because the little, the Latino girls, they they eating up feel. I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna let you see that we are alike. Yeah. I'm gonna relate to you, but then when I tell you I'm gonna need this sentence capital, when I need you to sound out your your syllables in the word, so that they know and take stock in what I'm saying because we done already connected. Yeah. That's like, that's when I was like, right now I work at an elementary, but before when I was working at a middle school, um, I had a lot of students that was into anime. Mm -hmm. And at the time, that's like right when the pandemic hit during, um, 2020, uh, when I started my podcast during the pandemic. Yes. But like when I started the, um, when I, to relate to the kids to get, you know, to be engaged with them through this at that time social distance learning i got into uh watching some anime like i literally they it was one student he loved naruto and he was just like your hunger assignment is to watch naruto <laughs> so i literally watched up to like three or four seasons there you go. just to, i can i can talk about it but um, I'm not into anime. This but is I, I, I mean, but it, it's good. But it's it's good because it was just like so when we were in the classroom, it was a, a way to like me to motivate yes. them. Like okay, while we're doing social distance learning, I'm like okay. After we finish these assignments, the last five minutes of class, we could talk about what happened in the TV show. Right. You know, we can talk about and those they're things. All upset because you're so far behind. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but like, they're excited. They're that excited you are that, that I'm it. talking about it. So it's just like, and that's another thing, like me working in the elementary school, like some of the teachers that I worked through TK through second in the elementary, but I know the third through fifth grader students too. Right. And so some of the teachers like, how the heck did they, she right. know them and I don't personally interact with them is because, you know, I like, I, I dress cute, you know, I change up my hair, you know, I wear my lashes. Right. I, I haven't been wearing my earrings because my hair is long, so I don't feel like doing it. But anywho, um, you know, I do things I relate to them. Or like when they, when a kid come up to you and talk to you about something that's exciting to them, you, I, I act super excited. Like a kid be like, ooh, Miss Shuri, watch this. All they did was jump off a step. But it's exciting to them. So I'm right. like, ooh, wow, you did it. You know, and it's like, I feel like some teachers be so dry. That they don't even appreciate. But in their the community, thing. that's what's acceptable. Where they're from, who they usually interact with, that dryness works. Like, it's just, it's it's a lot. And the perspective that they bring is not one of, we don't, it's not like we're looking for a savior. And it's not like we're looking for a partner. It's just, you know, be you. 
Exactly. And I just I just feel like in in just in just overall, not just in Oakland public schools, um, but just in just all school districts, period, uh it's you don't see many teachers trying to reach kids where they are, especially um students who have uh what's the word? Um, I don't want to say well, or who have are are less fortunate, and it, they, it's like the the home life is different to where they might not attend school on time. They might not turn yeah. their homework in because it's no one. And then they them. they they and or they, they got other responsibilities. But then they home. all yeah they got other responsibilities at home. And then it's like you see some of these teachers just like oh it's the parents it's the parents. But if you're not it's you pro- if you're not properly informing the parents of the behavior, even if the parent shows no real concerns or whatever, but you're still but obligated. That type of communication is acceptable. That that lack of um, letting someone know what's going on because they haven't connected with them first. They haven't valued these families as individuals with life stories so that they can come up to them and say that something is going on with their kid. They scared they're getting their ass whipped. Like, it, when it boiled down to it, but it's it, like... It's, but it's, it's sad and frustrating because it's like, they explain, I'm going to use my topic. These teachers, some of these teachers, I'm not going to speak for all, I have, through my seven or eight years of working in the school district, I have came across some very genuine teachers who are really there for the students. And I also came across a lot of of un 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 I don't know just unappreciative teachers that just don't really reach out and do what's needed to help better the students and it it is sad cuz they'll they'll explain like in the beginning of the year they'd be like yo you know this I'm this type of teacher I do so this I, I do this and I do this and then when the school year really gets into it after like the two months of, in, into the school year and they actually you know start getting into the academic work it's like oh your focus is only on the kids who are listening and following instructions and they can do the work and then the students who are falling behind not by choice but they're falling behind i don't see how some teachers are trying to reach out and get and those that's the kids sign of, of a horrible teacher is that you're only concerned with, with reaching the ones that get you like that. And the ones that don't, it they just fall by the wayside. Like, no, that's the ones you work harder to reach. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times you have to get them to see what they can be accountable for. But again, you can't show someone that they're accountable without valuing who they are. But mm-hmm. to value who they are, you have to value who you are. Exactly. And like I said, they in the wrong damn field. Yeah. And it's this, uh, uh, that's why... That's why you gonna help me later on that project, but um, that that it, and then let's like and then let's transfer from from uh work because I I feel like we 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 went into the work setting it just so happily flowed that way. But how about how this works in like in your personal life around like your friends circles and who you are as an individual? Like if you surround yourself with people who's always trying to impress, who's always trying to explain that they're better or they're this or they have that, 
and this and this and this. And then, you know, like they're saying, they say, oh, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. It's like you can get easily lost in who you are as a person. And I've lost friendships because of that. Um, instead of them being whoever they were, um, whoever they and their husband decided to be, they're trying to be who other people expect them to be. Um, and that's exhausting. It is. It's exhausting on your part and my part. And and I don't want to do that. Yeah, I have. I, I, that's I, not working through a problem. That's just watching you in a cycle. And if you're okay with that cycle, I'm okay with it too. It just means I'm problem, step away. But the problem is sometimes, like as I, I, I am coming out of this situation, is that sometimes you can get caught up in a cycle and don't even realize you're in a cycle mm-hmm. of being... Um, like you don't even realize you're in a cycle where that friend is comparing you or in a competition with you whereas you are not even like you don't even have that mm-hmm. mindset i'm not trying to be better or right. or whatever it's just like i really am a friend like i'm like i'm like tyra banks now, i was rooting for you we were all rooting for you like you know like i'm one of them like i i support anything my friends and this could anybody anybody who know me if you got a small business or you starting a business, I will support you within my budget. Okay? I but had, even in affirming words and encouraging them with a phone call or a text, that's still supporting them. Yeah. But it's do they value that? And that's what I and that's what I learned that is certain people who actually who actually value what I do and how I support, whereas in other people didn't value at all or they they took advantage of it or they didn't appreciate it and it's just like i'm a type of person i don't go into a room and explain i'm this person i'm that b i'm this big i'm won't 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 my i i express it through my character i express it through my actions i express it through my words of who i am as an individual i feel like if you ever feel the need to have to boast up and say like i do this i do that no. Now, should you be proud of the things you do and what you accomplish? Yes. But if you're saying it in a way to prove that you're that person, if you got to prove to yourself that you're that person, then you ain't that person. Right. You saying it to convince yourself, not to convince me. Like, that's why you so loud. Like, it don't matter how loud or how soft you say it if you don't believe it. Yeah, because I've been in a room with some people and they be like, I have this or like that. Like, I had a, it was like a small moment, right? And, you know, I like to, I, I like, you know, me, I we like to dress. We like to, you know, pamper ourselves. We, you know, we like to get our nails done, hair done, you know. Today, I didn't doll up my face. But I did put my little lashes on. And I made her put on earrings and lipstick. She know better. <sighs> Whatever. So, and I remember I was at an event. And, you know, I don't have a car. And a lot of people think, like, oh, she don't have a car. I'm but sorry. But when has what? that stopped you from being you? Exactly. But that's that's the thing. Like, I have been in situations where people were just like, oh, that's why you should. Like, I said, I, I had expressed um a situation i was in and then they're like that wouldn't happen if you have a car you know what want it is and but i'm just like just go back to just but my thing is this and like and i say i have no shame of taking public transportation baby but there's people who think that being elevated or evolving re- revolves around materialistic things and it's just like that's it their value system but that's what i'm saying it's just like 
So you base your 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 character of your value of like what you have, and it's like to me, it's just like, what do I look like having a brand new car or having a car, and my rent is this amount of money, and I gotta pay this this and this? I'm not trying to overwork myself like that. I mean, people think that stress is a value system. It's not. It, it's really not. Um, for me. I filter everything I do and everything I say. Like, I filter it. Not because It took of, me a while to learn that. <laughs> because our parents, um, I don't know how deep I can go. You can go as they, deep as you, you can go deeper than they grew, deep, deep, We grew deep. up watching them argue. Yeah. So... It was like a no holds bar. I need to say what I need to say to prove a point. Mm-hmm. I need to get you to see um, that this is not a direction and we need to go. So for me, if I don't filter, it's not going to end great. And I'm going to lose relationships because I didn't say something that then hurt them. But, what but I- that was that used to be the point. But the point now is not to hurt someone. It's to build them up where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I get that. And I and I have learned because, as you know, we came from the same household. Yes, we had the same mother and we had the same father. Okay. My mama stayed with one man and popped out four babies and three, three. laborers. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're curious of like three labors. She popped out twins, okay? She popped out twins. So she went through labor three times, actually, in two different ways right. <laughs> with the twins. She right. did she did natural and a C-section when it came to the twins. But anywho. Yeah. But anywho, I forgot what I was about to say. What was I about to say? <laughs> oh, sugar. What was it oh, about? Oh, 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 about, um, about uh, like, expressing and, um, being hurtful, uh, and, and, hurtful. People. and so like uh so i had to learn how because uh i i was known of being very blunt and I, i'm and sometimes it can come off being rude or hurtful and so i have learned that i had to uh still be able to express myself mm-hmm. but choose my words wisely and then once i start choosing my words wisely and how i uh, approach a situation, express my feelings, or express how I feel, or how things that happen. I had to come to a realization that truth hurts. Period. Regardless mm-hmm. if you you come in with a, a, a soft approach, uh, you coming from a genuine place. You're coming, you know, authentically. Um, but when when truth is presented, it is going to hurt. Regardless if you know. The person's intentions didn't come off that way, and even if they didn't, you know, come off saying like, "Well, you need to know that," you know, that mm-hmm. negative approach that it, it that truth is hurtful. But depending on where the person is in life, they're going to be able to accept it in a way to help them grow, to self reflect, or they're going to take it as, "Oh, you trying to hurt my feelings," you know. And sometimes it takes them time to heal. And figure it out. But that's the thing. Own. Truth is a person, and and truth isn't um, truth 
You know what I was about to say? It's, it's negative and positive. <laughs> Let me, wait, what I was about to say? I was about to, I was about to go into NDIRE. Cause he is the truth. Cause he is so real. And I love the way that he makes me feel. If no, I'm now, a reflection. Oh. Yeah. She talking about God? Yes. So, that's what I was going to say. I believe truth is God. And how you receive it has nothing to do with him. It's you. Mm-hmm. It's you. And, you know, negative or positive, that's you. You choose. Like, a consequence isn't bad and a consequence isn't good. It's neutral. Yeah. What do you do with it? Well, com- but that's a, a very tricky word because when people hear the word consequences, they always drive, drive to uh, negative. Like, uh, consequences and the word karma they always think that consequences and karma goes to something negative or something bad, whereas karma can be good karma, mm-hmm. it can be bad karma. But consequences can be good and consequences can be bad. Like you said, it's it's a, a and it, it just goes to how illogical our society is because a sane person knows that. Yeah. A mature person knows that. Yeah. There are so many people in so many different age brackets that aren't mature. Why? And it has everything to do with how America has presented stupidity as the epitome of who you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And what I does it look like? That's who I am. Not not who I am is what I present to you, but what I want you to think about me. That that's that's who I am. Yeah, yeah. Cause I had to like I I and I feel like not trying to do nothing like that, but I feel like as black women, is that we we have we we as black women are automatic. I want to say automatically, but we are authentically confident. We are authentically um strong and beautiful and powerful and overcoming we and resilient barrier. uh we trendsetters we do all these things because we don't it's who we are We're not we because it's like we can't go like it's like because when we go into a room we're automatically judged we can walk in a room with a smile on our face we can, you know, I've been in situations where my actions didn't even show any negativity. I was being friendly. I was being helpful. And I still was put in a a, a negative... Um, like the perspective, a, what ne- they thought of me. What, what they thought of me. But I still expressed who I was. And because I, I still was myself, regardless of what they may have thought of me, my light still shine through that situation because I was genuinely myself and not allowing someone to put me in a stereotypical box. And that also is who is with you. Like, God is with you. Jesus, you know Angels my Jesus around you, you wherever you just go. Like, let my little life... Whoa, you trust him whoa, whoa, and everything whoa. works out to your good. Sorry, I, mean, I, I had to do that. You love him. You read his book to figure out who he is and what he say. It's yeah. going to work out for your good. Because he going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seriously though, and it's just like, 
And I think that that a part of, I feel like people who, who do feel like they have to explain who they are, are coming from a very insecure place mm-hmm. of whatever it may be. Um, it's like, if you feel you have to prove or um, belittle somebody else or put somebody down to 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 explain who you are as a person that says a lot about who you are as a character mm-hmm. who you are as an individual because I, I i i you know i'm one of them people i'm i am that girl where i walk in a room and somebody got on something nice or they makeup look on point or i like their accessories or mm-hmm. i like their hair i'd be like yes honey i love that dress yes mm-hmm. Yeah, ooh, that hair, yes. Oh, you got a new haircut? I was just in Costco, and this lady had on this beautiful green, I should say this black woman, had on this green um, wrap dress um, with white, little white and yellow polka dots. But the way that it it was presented, they didn't look like polka dots. Um, And I said, I just, I said, I see you. And I just walked by her just like this. I see you. And she smiled and said, thank you. I didn't even have to say I'm giving you a compliment. And I, I ain't she gonna lie. It. I feel like amongst black women, we got a. It doesn't matter. I can go. I can go to Atlanta, and we got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can. I, you black women can be anywhere in the world. If we see each other, right? Go like this, and she we make her boots we, all the way down. I we, see you, and we see each other, and we make eye contact. Right. Maybe we gonna celebrate each other. Right. Okay, without. Sometimes we can have a whole conversation with just mm. a smile to yes. Yes. Right. Girl, you 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 you, mm-hmm. you go girl. You go girl. You working that. Like you gotta it's just like like okay, I can tell you this story. I'm gonna tell you this. This is how powerful black women are, right? So I don't know if I tell you the story. So when I remember I went to Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I was in when we was in Hawaii, I probably shared this on one of my podcasts, but when we was in Hawaii, I wish we could have recorded this. So it was me, Stephanie and Valencia. We're down in the we did I did this scuba diving thing where I went ten feet under and we're under exploring the water and all this other stuff. And Stephanie was down there before us, so her time got finished finished before us Mm -hmm. so when we down there on the scooters and we we ride and we fighting the fish and then we realized stephanie wasn't down there no more right and we both seen the guy grab the 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 the, uh the octopus and we was looking so remind you we're we're 10 feet under she's in the scuba diving thing across from me right i'm in front of her and we having a whole conversation (laughs) we like we underwater like where's stephanie we going like this underwater like where's stephanie and she was like i think she she going like this in the water like i think she pointing up she's like i think she went up and then she was like is you ready to go like (laughs) yeah so this is how powerful black women are we will have a whole conversation for safety to get out of to get out of that water to go up that's how beautiful that is. I wish that was recorded, but that was a real Body moment. Language, nonverbal communication is real. Yes. It's real. And some people don't see that as conversation. That's no. another problem. Are they and they and they think like one I remember I caught a teacher. She was just like, uh, you know, they was doing the word wig, you know, mm-hmm. for W or whatever. And she was gonna say that people wear wigs so they don't got no hair. Mm-hmm. I wish she would have said that. 
She was close. She, she, she was that close. Been <laughs> she was close to saying it, but it's just the fact that in like, the black culture, we don't wear wigs because we don't got hair. We don't feel like combing the hair we got. I got look, and then they people be thinking because my hair is short. Oh, I I can't get styles. Me and girl, they were so quick, confused when I came in there with braids, French braids. Just because you ordinary. Came, <laughs> came in there. You be I'm ordinary. Saying, you Embrace be, your ordinariness. You, if that's who you are. You want to be basic? Be, be basic. basic. That's okay. <laughs> Walk in your basic. Was it bacon? This is. <laughs> Walk in your basic nicknessness. <laughs> while I walk in my confidence. It's all right. Be who you are. I'm going to accept you where you at. Just be you. But that's the one thing that's beauty about people who express who they are. They're more acceptive of everybody. Mm-hmm. Because it's like when you're at a place where you're confident in who you are as an individual and you respect who you are as a person and you have found your peace within yourself, you can embrace everybody. You can value differences and know that that's what makes your relationship stronger. Yeah. Like, you don't have to agree to be in a relationship, but you do have to agree to have different forms of communication and how we're going to work through this. Yes. And I think that is so important. That's what upsets me about this whole cancel culture. It's like, I'm the bully because I disagree with you. No, I didn't sat here and listen to you. And actually, you the one stepped to me disrespectfully, calling me the bully. Girl, I, I initiated this conversation. So, you know, no, I'm not the bully. You are. Yeah, I had an issue like that at work where... The person was telling me that I was confrontational. I said, "How am I confrontational?" Just because you know this big word, don't mean you should use it. But it, it, it was just—it was just crazy to him. Looking like a person that's confrontational is a person that always approaching you, right? And and it was just like, I never approach you. You are constantly approaching me, trying right, to tell with the same me, energy, trying to tell me what to do. Right. And I'm thinking like last time. And I think that that has to go with how beautiful the genetics are that we inherited. Because we all look much younger than we truly are. Oh, yeah. Them kids think I'm 21. She said that like she was from St. Louis. They do. They do. They be like, the shoemaker, I thought you were 18. I thought you were 21. I'd be like, baby, I'm 35. You know, this is my new saying, Vian. I'd be like, Baby, I'm five years from 40. I ain't got time to play. <laughs> that ain't even sense. I ain't got time to play. But people look at us and they don't uh, know how old we are. And they don't they don't see, you know, all the goodness of it. They just see a beautiful woman. They can either be intimidated by it or they can embrace it. Um, but then it, it goes to show their character, how they move forward with that. Yeah. Because... I was in a dentist's office. Um, they hired a, a new attendant. And um, I had to reschedule some things. And I couldn't get back in for this appointment. So fast forward, when we were able to get in, we had to make some follow-up appointments. But they were trying to tell me, oh, it's six months out. I said, no, that's not good enough. That's that's not good enough. How long have we been coming here? Okay. So you understand that our insurance is the kind of insurance that will pay you up front. We don't pay for anything. So you, do you want me to walk out the door? I need for you to put us in so that these things can be handled in a timely manner. 
It's not good enough for you to give me the stereotypical script to get me to see how busy you are. You're busy because I'm here. I'm the reason you're busy. There My husband's that. insurance is the reason there you're getting paid. There she go, y'all. So, she you know, she we got the appointments when we needed to get the appointments. Into, I really don't be want like, I think we that come royalty. from royalty because we're, <laughs> I can be very dismissive. But I can be very dismissive in a way that can be very scary or you don't know what to do. Yeah. And I think, again, it goes to how we grew up. We grew up to value who we are. Like, I have yeah. authority. Even before I knew Christ and now the authority that I've gained in him, before that, I knew I had authority. I knew yeah. I could call my mama. I knew that my daddy would do what he would do. Like, I knew these things. I knew what, what my came, auntie would you know do. What I knew what my mind? grandmama would do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I knew my sisters. I didn't, I, they was right there behind me. I didn't have to do nothing. So it was it was kind of like I have authority and I'm going to walk in it. Because God said he would do just what he said he would do. But yes, that, that... He will not alter the words that come forth out of his mouth. He will not break his covenant. And I, and I think, uh, like you said, and, and for some people, being that um, we have that, that ability to shine our light and to walk confidently in it, like you said, it's intimidating to people. But it's just the fact that I don't walk into a room to be intimidating. I'm you know what I mean? A room. No, let's get it right. I've been oh, been to Lord. weddings. Let me tell you, I look better than a bride. No oh, goodness. Don't play gracious. with me. Don't play with me. Do your best. And my, I will recognize your best. This is my and sister. And if your best don't add up to my best, it's not a problem. But I'm not going to fall to my light because you didn't do your best. I sure did. My Help train me. looked better than a bride. Oh, my God. Matter of fact, the bride didn't even have a train. This is, this is a little don't bit too much. Don't get me started. Like I was saying, my sister... Her alter ego stepped in. Don't get me started. Her expressing who she is. Oh but what I'm saying is, once you are true to yourself and you know who you are. Let's talk about trying to find that. That's, that's another thing. How do you figure out who you are and well, value the, who you are? But the, that's a problem for some people because... For you to get to that point, you have to be by yourself. And a lot of people don't like to be by themselves. Because you can't find out who you are if you're always in an environment comparing yourself to other people. You have to start within yourself and be by yourself. And a lot of people don't like to be by themselves. And that's in another topic because then they get into healthy, unhealthy relationships. And then they get caught up in the cycle and the cycle and cycle and cycle. And the only thing they know is of their world and not the world that God blessed them with. Mm-hmm. You know, who God is has a lot to do with it. And you believe in who he is. You believe in a source um, that you were created and fearfully and wonderfully made. And there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about that but receive it. And there's nothing you can do um, to make that go away. Nothing. Wow, I was about to mess up a song. Or is it a song? And they'd be like, receive it. Believe uh, it. Clark sisters. I can't think of the song. I knew it was something. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Know, but again, like even in watching <laughs> that story, um, some people will say that their mother was really hard on her, but here she is with a doctorate in music. And all four of her daughters 
are gifted musically and trained and, and disciplined and ain't none of them been a Juilliard? I thought it was five of them. Is it five? It was five because the other one went and did her own thing. I was about to say it's the, the Clark sisters is five. Yes, yeah, five. And then it one but did all five of them. Yeah. All five of them are gifted? Yeah. Like that was some serious work they mama had to put in. They daddy too. But you know they had to agree about something. <laughs> but what that's what people don't have to realize is that you you don't always get you don't get to pick who your parents are. Mm-mm. But you have to realize as as I got older and sometimes you might came from a, a rough background or you know whatever your your parent household or how you were raised, but you have to realize whoever raised you they did what they knew what was best. Mm-hmm. They had of their capacity. Yeah. yeah. Of they their uh, intentions. It yeah. didn't work out that way all the time. Yeah. But their intentions were not to um traumatize you. Yeah. And, and they, a lot of times they didn't even define those things as trauma. Right. Like a lot of and that's another thing. A lot of stuff that we probably experienced as kids and then as you grow up and older and you start learning these different words and terms and experience, you be like Yeah. A lot of people to be honest, a lot of people's parents would have got CPS called on them back in the day <laughs> if they knew what the heck was going on. Like you even swear if though, CPS came, they would have been like, Look, I don't wanna be here in some minutes since you don't want me here. <laughs> But it's just, you know, it's just a different time frame and, you know, different things. But it's just like a lot. And then that's another thing to think about. Like, we live in a generation where kids are more expressive. They are. They are more vocal. And there's nothing wrong with kids being vocal. But some areas they need to. They still have to be respectful. Yeah, be respectful. You can respectfully disagree. You can even respectfully snap at somebody. When I say snap, like... uh you know, uh, insult for insult. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, there, there's even a way to do that that's still respectful. Yeah. Because I, I work, you know, I, I know we went back to work with kids because I work with kids. But um, we, I'm going to end this soon. But uh, it, it's a way to allow a child to have a voice without, without, um, without them being disrespectful or you feeling that you're being disrespectful or even promoting them to the position of your peer because this is where it starts where it's in like the topic says never explain who you are but express who you are it starts as a kid if you allow your child to have a voice to express themselves creatively uh with however it is but don't put a limit on them but teach them how to do it in a respectful manner they can grow up as an adult and shine their light as bright as the world could see. But we're getting close to time. So before we hit out, my lovely sister, is there anything that you would like to express and leave on this um, on this episode to um, to the my my I don't want to um, say my listeners, but to the listeners out there, what you have to bring. Um, it's not what someone else has to bring because it's only one you. You got that? It's only one you. And me piggyback, piggybacking, is that it? Piggybacking, yeah. piggybacking off of that. Like you, you are brought into this world. Everyone in this world has a purpose. 
It is up to you to start that journey to fulfill your purpose. You can't explain your purpose. You have to express your purpose. Your purpose has to be seen. It has to be a, a, a thing where it, it benefits you and it also helps others. But it's work and, and work is hard. Yes, work is so hard. So don't give up in the hard work. Exactly. And like I always like to end my episodes before, thank you for coming and listening. Thank you, my sister Vanya, for joining me on the Golden Conversation. And at a, uh, um, I mean, at, at the end of all of my podcasts, I like to say, um, no regrets, just life lessons. I love y'all, and uh, stay tuned for more episodes. Toodleys. Toodleys. Be safe. Mm-hmm.